the college football experience, FCS playoffs and bowl picks episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now, or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head over to pricepicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a hundred percent instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Yes, Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Free in the App Store and Google Play Store, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab it today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience, FCS playoffs and bowl games, uh, you know, preview and picks episode. But I mean, we're going to hit on a lot of stuff. All right. We're going to do a lot of college football talk. My name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price. But no one touches Dundee. <laughs> oh, no one touches Dundee. And really, after going seven and zero this past weekend, ATS on on FCS on Army Navy, also Army Navy money line, also the under in Army Navy, just hitting it all across the board. That was the third highest rated college football game all season. Army Navy. Uh, I didn't watch. <laughs> I did. I love that game. All right. Uh we Patty C is out this week. He's got uh you know he's vacationing with his boyfriend. You know, you gotta let him get some time off. <laughs> where it is, where it is he's uh he's trying he's on the recruiting grounds for JMU trying to land the next uh Scott Norwood. But uh <laughs> uh we are joined by the DFS god himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking home brew making tobacco road living the free lock given former former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man? How we doing? Seven and zero, not too shabby. I was on fire last week, and then, dude, I went that same day. I was eleven and three in college basketball. Woo! So Woo. 18, 18 and three. Overall, now, I mean, uh, it's almost it's going to be hard to to top that this week. But let me see if I do the math. So you're you're plus fifteen units. Ooh, wow! 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's why you uh, listen and subscribe to the college football and the college basketball experience. Exactly, exactly. And man, there's so many storylines to talk about right now because. <laughs> Uh, college football is absolutely crazy right now. We we you know what college basketball prepared us for this. When we saw that transfer portal in college basketball back in March all the way to the summer, um we knew that oh man, these new rules, these new regulations are just it's it's awesome but yet crazy at the same time and uh and I think, you know, I don't know where it's almost like I don't even know where to begin because what we have here. Okay. First off, I guess coaching hires, right? We will go from the, the coaching perspective uh, first Stan Drayton. Yes. I know it sounds like a fake name, but that's a real human being. Uh, John Clayton. <laughs> uh, what did Sean Salisbury call him? Crip keeper. <laughs> uh, Stan Drayton is the head coach of temple. Now he was Texas's run coordinator for the past five years. Also their interim head coach or no, I'm sorry. Assistant head coach. Uh, prior to that, I mean, th- this guy is from the area. He played at uh, at Villanova, I believe. And uh, well, he played at Allegheny college coached at Allegheny and Villanova. Um, so he's, this guy's been everywhere. I mean, he's been a running back coach at Penn. Um, he's been uh Bowling green, Mississippi state, Florida, uh, uh, Tennessee, Syracuse, Ohio state, Texas. He has been all over. Um, Not a bad resume. Yeah. Uh, Chicago bears, green Bay Packers. Uh, I think he's got connections to, I mean, a lot of, I mean, urban Meyer, um, who who's kicking, kicking kickers. I like that story. Um, I think he was the uh, D coordinator under Lombardi with the Packers. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the- <laughs> I'm joking, but he seems like he's been around for a long time. Honestly, I'd never heard of the dude before he was hired. Uh, I think it's, this is his first time being head coach. I believe is that well, correct? Uh, yeah, but I think this is what you want here. He led, he led the Gators, Alle- Allegheny Gators, to a D three national championship. All right, B- being able to pull from that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, he's familiar with the area, and I think that's the play. Yeah, um, right, right. Grew up and, in and Ohio. He, and he was he was willing to take the job, which is always important. <laughs> You know, I was hearing rumblings this offseason that they're going to do a uh, on-campus stadium potentially in the future, but I wonder if maybe maybe Rod Carey might have ruined those plans. Mm. Um, either way, uh, what do you make of the hire? I guess I, this is one where I truly I got no fucking idea. I guess I like the fact he's from the area, so he'll be able to recruit. I think decently. Yeah, I mean, look, he he does have a long and uh, the resume. He's I mean, he's he's coached under a lot of great coaches. He's been a coach for a long time. Uh, pro and college and division three, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> the resume as an assistant coach looks impressive. And uh, the fact that he is familiar with the area is a bonus. So, Hey, it's UMass. No, it's temple. It's temple. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Temple. <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing. Nobody, nobody cares about Northeast. How football. many cocktails you had over there? Huh? <laughs> uh, North uh, UMass temple. I, I mean, really temple's a, a better job because they, they have had success in the past. Yeah. I was about to say uh, like the past decade, They've actually been pretty decent. 
Yeah. And, and you know why it's, it's, it's because of coaching hires. Cause if you go back about 15, 20 years, they were awful. Yeah. And yeah. just this past year, they kind of slipped back into that. So yeah, they need to make the coaching, the, the right coaching hire. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, well, he's a head coach now uh, of temple. I guess that's good. And uh, that was the last uh, hire out there. Now I will hit on these ones. Jay Norvell. We touched on that. We touched on, uh, but um, what's it called? Uh, Virginia, Virginia hired Tony Elliott, Clemson's offensive coordinator. Um, what do you make of that hire? I think it's questionable. I mean, apparently the guy can recruit, you know, but w- when you're under Dabo and you're, you know, part of a machine like Clemson was, it's pretty easy to recruit. We saw this year without, you know, Lawrence and ETN and some of those, you know, NFL, you know, soon to be NFL players, the offense stalled out big time, you know, and you, one could argue that the Clemson offense was still a lot more talented than the defense they were struggling against. So this year was not a banner year for, for Elliot. And you know, as a Duke fan, I'm actually happy that Duke hired Mike Elko Which instead is, of Elliot. That was my next, that was my next go-to here. There I think, the, yeah, the Elko hire, I think was fantastic. You look at the coaches he's been with, whether, you know, it's eight and four Jimbo Fisher or, or uh, Brian Kelly uh, or, or Dave Clawson or even before that. But um, yeah, well, I he, think- he had top 40 defenses at Wake Forest. You know what that in of itself is a minor miracle. Yeah, yeah. Wake Forest is not bringing in the kind of talent, size, or speed to compete on the defensive level. Like, look, this year Wake Forest great year, right? Their defense is still like around a hundred or so. They had to do it, you know, with an offensive scheme that beat opponents, not with a strong defense. So, so the fact that he was able to do that in Winston Salem, what right once again right down the road from Duke, only you know an hour and a half, two hours away. So he's familiar with the area, and if he can bring a decent defense, which Duke really has never had, maybe Cutcliffe's best couple years they had a solid defense. Yeah, and I, I forget the, who the DC was, but he was actually decent for a couple yeah. years. I thought they had a decent, not, not nothing yeah. like top ten or anything, but um, well, you're not gonna get top ten. Just get like middle of the ACC <laughs> defense wise. Mm-hmm. And I, and then all you need is, is like an, you know, an average to above average offense and Hey, you know, you're back to making bowls. Yeah. I'm a skeptic of the Tony Elliott hire and, and I'm a, I actually think the Elko hire is like an a for Duke. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wanted them to go Paul Johnson. I think that would have been even a better hire for them, but I, I think Elko can work out. Yeah. As uh, far as I know, they never been interviewed Johnson. I think that was just, that was just uh, tw- a pipe uh, dream of you of yours. <laughs> no, I think it was in the uh in Reddit. I think it was all over the the Duke Reddit, the college yeah. football Reddits, but uh, it's just like fans wanting it. It's not yeah. like okay. But sometimes there's truth you can find some truth yeah. in that. True. Uh Oregon named Dan Lanning had head coach the the Georgia defensive coordinator. Now that one's interesting because first off, I, I am led on to believe that Chip Kelly and Justin Wilcox turned it down. Um, but Dan Lanning coming in, he's a good recruiter. Um, but this is once again, a guy that we haven't seen really that much of, uh, you know, he was a GA at Arizona state in 2012, a recruiting coordinator in 2013. Um, he was at Alabama with Saban in 2015 as a GA. 
Uh, I'm always skeptical of just because you're an assistant coach for a good program. That does not mean you're going to be a, a good head coach. We've seen all the, all of the, you know, that, that Saban coaching tree. Most of those guys haven't turned into much. Yeah. You know, uh, same thing in the NFL, that, that Belichick coaching tree, most of those assistants haven't yeah. panned out. Yeah. So I think it's like an, almost like an, e- an easy hire. Cause for some reason you're just attracted to those top schools. Oh, you're an assistant. You must be a major factor in the equation of why that team is so good. Turns out that's not always the case, especially when when that coordinator is now you know top dog. So I'm questioning I'm questioning that hire as well. Yeah, uh, Troy went out and hired John Summerall, defensive coordinator from Kentucky, 39 years old. He was a, a believe, former uh, Pat, Pat son, right? <laughs> Yeah, his grandson. Uh, he was a uh, Troy assistant not that long ago, so I see the connection there, and I guess that makes sense. And Kentucky's defense has been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Nevada, and this is, I believe, the last coaching hire there was. Uh, Ken Wilson. They, and, and first off, Chris Ott, legendary Nevada coach, was pretty outspoken on his opinion of Jay Norvell taking the Colorado State job. Not happy with it, huh? He gave him shit, saying that's that's a lateral move. And it's uh, cheap. We set you up. Uh, I don't know. He he just came at him a little bit. Chris Alt did, but Chris Alt I think also recommended the hiring of Ken Wilson because guess what? He coached under uh, Chris Alt back. This guy was part of Nevada's coaching staff back from 1989 all the way to 2012 with Chris Alt. Yeah. He, then he then left to coach with Mike Leach at Washington State, and then after that he coached with Mario Cristobal at Oregon. He was the co-defensive coordinator at Oregon last year, and now he is Nevada's head coach. What do you make of that? It'll be interesting them going from a very offensive minded head coach to a defensive guy. Uh, I'm curious as to who is his offensive coordinator will be. Cause I think when you're Reno, I, I think you do need to have, you know, an explosive dynamic offense. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a major hurdle. So we'll see who they hire as the OC, but uh, those are big shoes to fill. Cause Norville did a great job there and sorry, Chris Alt, you know what? Get your nose out of his business. If he wanted to go to Colorado State, that's his prerogative. Yeah. Look, I mean, Coach Fort is Collins is nice. Yeah. They got great resources. I mean, we're seeing. Reno is not. <laughs> I, I'm a Chris Alt guy too. Like, but I just think he's kind of he's not Old school. Yeah. Well, look, the times are just completely different. They're yeah. completely yeah. different, and I'm about to tell you that because um, Travis Hunter, uh, the nation's mm. number one recruit or number two recruit, uh, depending on where you, where you look um, five star. I thought this was absolutely great. And it goes back to a conversation we were having yesterday on text with Patty C, but uh, Travis Hunter uh, had, uh, he, he basically did his, uh, you know, he's at the gym at his high school in Georgia and he's got the hat of Georgia. He's got the hat of Texas A and M and the hat of Florida state. And he's also a verbally committed, uh, committed to Florida state, but he uh, takes all those and he throws, you know, the first one I think was the A and M hat. He's like, I don't want to be playing with them. Then he has the Georgia hat and now he rips that off. He throws that away. And then he puts on the uh, Florida state hat and then he goes, no, you know what? And then he busts out the shirt of Jackson state and barstool sports are behind this NIL deal where now Jackson Is that official. I heard that, but I wasn't sure if that was true or not. Yes. I think that, they're they, Yeah. It, it barstool uh, is I, they haven't announced it yet, but that's what the word is. Um, okay. And I think they haven't announced it because of the, the rules of how the NIL goes about this. But I mean, 
this is the first ever FCS since 2006. I think it is since they've been documenting uh, four and five stars, the first ever to go to the FCS uh, five star um, and, and Jackson state, not only that, they, they've just been, they just grabbed uh, Pope, the receiver from Miami in the transfer portal. They added a Texas A and M receiver in the transfer portal. Uh, this is my point to Patty C who was Patty C uh, it, it has been, you know, I don't know if on air or not, but has been pretty like, he's like, this is terrible for the sport. This is like NFL junior. Oh, it's a change. That's for sure. Well, well my thing is that it, he's like, well, look now there's NIL deals. Uh, you see, you know, SMU and Eric Dickerson coming up with money to uh, form this, uh, you know, committee to, to approve, you know, basically get these NIL deals. And I say, Pat, this was always happening before. It's like Jerry Tarkanian said, you know what I mean? Like they would, they would protect now you can't pro- the NCAA can't be the, uh, before, you know, they would come down on SMU, right. they would now come down anybody with deep pockets. If you got boosters with deep pockets, it doesn't matter who you are. Cause obviously players are going to go where they're going to get paid the most. Uh, yeah. I mean, can you blame him? Well, I, I it wasn't think. that funny that Lane Kiffin was kind of coming down on that. Uh, it was funny. Seth Joyner was a former uh, UTEP linebacker and Philadelphia Eagle linebacker and a buddy, Ryan, he was commenting on my uh, Twitter page about how hypocritical it is. Cause Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin was kind of calling that out is like, now they're just going to, and it's like, dude, you did the same from Tennessee <laughs> to USC. You did the same from Florida Atlantic to Ole Miss, you know, yeah, like, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I like what Jimbo Fisher said today on Feinbaum when he when he said that there were a lot of nil nil deals going on before this year. It just nobody was talking about it because they weren't legal or known. Yeah. So now it's out in the open. I guess it's like it's like legalization of anything. I, I, if you want I, to go to the broader picture, I'm pro legalizing weed. Bring it out in the open. Yeah. Don't criminalize it, and a lot of the more shadier shit goes away. It also does give somebody like Jackson State, where if they got barstool in their pockets, or if they got another rich uh, alumni that's willing to spend money, hey, why not? You know, now that yeah, I guess it's not just the SEC and Texas and a, a handful of others. Now, I guess I, I mean, on one hand, I I see where Patty's coming from because you don't want it, everything to be about all the, you know, but it the already money. was, and it only favored at the highest level, yes. at the highest level. Yeah. But, but that's my point is anytime anyone like SMU, uh, you know, yes, SMU cheated in the eighties, but everyone was doing it and they yeah, gave them right. the death penalty because they weren't part of the good old boy club. Right. And, and you know, we, well, fuck uh, the good old boy club. Yeah, UNLV. Totally UNLV with Tarkanian. I mean, there's a reason right. why I was able to sue the NCAA and win. Like this was, a great right. example of, yeah, they'll come at me, but then they won't come at Kentucky. You know what I mean? They'll, it, it, and this is a perfect example to me of like, I think that the free market's great. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw more of this uh, across the landscape of, of the sport. So I think it's absolutely great for college football and we'll see. Well, I mean, that remains to be seen. We shall see. But it I, certainly is interesting. It's a brave new world out there. This is great for college football, though, as far as this. Jackson State, before Deion Sanders, you know, he had a good recruiting class last year in his first year, right? Um, better than a lot of FBS schools. Now he adds this, and look, they had sellouts at their games all, all season. And and yeah. now the, the, the celebration bowl is, that we're going to cover in a minute is sold out. That's exciting for the sport to me. That's sure. exciting. To, yeah. Totally on board. And, and look, we've always kind of rooted for the, the uh, little guy, give the little guy a chance. 
And I mean, the story with Jackson state is awesome. Yeah. You know? So, and they, the, the, are they going to uh, FBS here soon? They wasn't might there, need like, some, to. There wasn't there some discussion about that, or like I don't know. If it was, I like, was pushing it. Just... I was pushing it, and I, I, I think Dion had stated that he wanted the whole swag to come up. But yeah. you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, Hugh Hugh Jackson uh, just got hired at Grambling. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's good because <laughs> of his. Uh, you know, he's been in the NFL a long time, but he's got a name at least. Yeah. yeah, people know who he is. But you got Eddie George at Tennessee State. I would love to see some of these. Uh, universities keep continue to to come up, but I got to touch on. There's a lot of shit there. Um, besides that, I think that's absolutely great. And also, it's funny they got fire Mike Norvell tw- uh, trending on Twitter because of surprise. He got an extension. I think that that was based on him having this great recruiting class, and now with them with him missing yeah. on uh, on on this on the defensive back. Uh, what's his name? The the brand new, the hunter Travis Hunter yeah. then. Then uh, their recruiting class jumps back to like seventeen or eighteen, but all that is bullshit to me. I mean, I've made this case a million times. I don't, I don't think there's a difference between ten and forty. I really don't. One guy yeah. is not going to make your program. Yeah. One cornerback is not going to make your program. You know, one quarterback, one cornerback is not going to turn around Norvell's path at F, at FSU. It takes multiple recruiting classes stacked on top of each other, and then it's what do you do with the talent that you're bringing in. So yeah, we're on the same page there. Yeah, and, and remember they they said for years, Nick, though that that you know uh, letting athletes get paid would only would only uh, you know let big big money schools would only they their separation would grow even bigger. Uh, this is this is a case at uh, at Jackson State where it's the opposite effect. Yeah, I, I don't know if that is the case because those big money schools were always paying. right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch. The transfer portal has been absolutely fucking crazy too. <laughs> um, there, I mean, there's a lot to cover here. Spencer Rattler and Austin Stogner, the tight end for uh, for Oklahoma, one of the better tight ends in the nation, and obviously Spencer Rattler came in as one of the most profiled quarterbacks in the nation. They both are at, are jumping on with Shane Beamer at South Carolina. What do you think right. of that? Very very surprising. You know, I thought they would want to go to like a prolific passing offense with a great offensive mind. Uh, I don't know what their connections are to Beamer or to well, Beamer. The was, Be- well, Beamer was at Oklahoma with with Riley um, as gotcha. a, as a special teams coach, but hey. I mean, I didn't see Rattler returning any punts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a questionable move, but hey, man, I mean, I think he's guaranteed the starting gig at least. So uh, we'll see what Beamer can do down there. Well, we've seen we've seen that happening. I thought that was awesome for South Carolina fans. Michael Penix joins. If you look at Michael Penix's best season, it was under Caleb DeBauer, who was uh, the former Fresno State coach. He gets him to jump from Indiana to Washington after Jake Hayner, the the Fresno State quarterback that seemed like be seemed like he was going to Washington. He jumped back to Fresno since they hired Jeff Tedford. Uh, what do you make of Penix to to Washington? You think that's uh, it's pretty decent, right? He's got a lot of starts. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I don't think Penix is he's not going to be playing on Sundays or anything, but I think in the right system he can be a a good college quarterback. So get him in the mix at Washington. I think it makes a ton of sense. Sunday's in the USFL, buddy. All right, coming this go. spring to NBC and Fox. Uh, that's yes. Right. Uh, another one, Quinn Ewers, the guy uh, 
<laughs> this is a guy that's never even played a snap. It's this interesting. Guy's awesome. He, I love this guy's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes first off. He ditches out on high school early. Goes to Ohio State. Gets, awesome. Gets a ton of money to go to Ohio State. Awesome. As a seventeen-year-old, and then uh, you know, because he was originally signed to Texas, and I think that coaching the Tom Herman thing. Yeah. Now he's going back to Texas, where I think he originally wanted to go with a lot more money. Play in the awesome. system. Play in the system. He's got this mullet with this dyed hair. To you, sir. Yeah. Well done. If there's a Bosworth ever that played quarterback, it would be Quinn Ewers. Um, I love the fact he's already cleared a couple mil without taking a snap. That's and what's crazy. He only played a year and a half of high school football. <laughs> this part of it is the is the mustache and the mullet, right? Yeah. Like if, if you look like some boring Joe, he probably wouldn't be getting its attention. But the, the fact that he He's walking out there like a rock star or something. <laughs> <laughs> Only in America. Yeah. Is, uh, you gotta love as it. Don King would say. <laughs> gotta love it. And uh yeah, so he's going to Texas. It's just been a a, a wacky Emory Jones, the uh, Florida quarterback, announces he's transferring. We don't have a destination there. You never know. It could have just been the offense, but yes, yeah, obviously he struggled yeah. with uh with with Mullen this year. But uh, I mean just uh a crazy day. Eli Ricks, the corner uh, from LSU, just announced he is going to Alabama. So the rich getting richer in that aspect. Um, I, That's pretty shitty, man. Jumping from LSU to Alabama. That is right. I'm just waiting. Like I know I mentioned this before. I'm waiting in college basketball for somebody on Duke to to go to UNC or somebody on UNC to go to Duke. That would really be like, what are you? Are you serious? Yeah. You hated this team a year ago. Yeah. And now. You're signing up. That's, it's, it is uh, going to yeah. happen. It is going to happen oh, yeah, at eventually. Some point. Eventually, sure. Um, also, how about Jeff Halfley in Boston College? This is a guy. Look, let me give you the past since 2010. This is uh, Boston College's recruiting rankings. Now they had Spaziani in 2010, 11, and 12. He was 45th in recruiting, 39th, and then 69th. Then Adazio gets hired, 86th, 51st, <laughs> 60th, 78th. 67, 71st, 64th. Halfley comes in year one, hired mid December, and gets a 61st recruiting class. Year 237, currently right now 28th. Okay. Getting it I done. Guess it's, it's that uh, Catholic Church money, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's going to be very interesting to watch in the future if any other businesses go in with university. I know, like, you know, we went to a Boise State game. It's Albertson's field. I don't know if Albertson says the ties to Boise State or not, but I'm saying it's, it's probably just a local grocery store. Yeah. No, but that's everywhere. Game. That was out here. That's out here in LA. They're so, probably headquartered there or something. Yeah. So, but I mean, you never know if they have a tie in, if their CEO went yeah, to Boise State, right. you know right. what the I mean? It's, of, yeah. It's it's gonna get interesting, man. It's gonna they're lucky I'm not rich, all right? Because I, I just wanna know when when SGP is gonna, you know, throw some money to uh maybe a little connection with our gals from San Diego State or something. Yes, yes. Uh I, look, I mean Colby or, College. Or maybe we create this uh George Mason football program. <laughs> that that or Colby College, the white mules. I mean, look, this is one. Uh, why don't we just call them the, the mules? All right. <laughs> yeah, two thousand. Wait, how are they getting away with that? Huh? How are they getting know. away with that one like right it. now? Huh? Like that could be bad for the brand. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. Um, look, um, it, just a crazy time in college football right now. Every day I wake up, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Um, 
hard to keep track of, especially when you're also, you know, breaking down college basketball games, man, there, yeah, every day there's like a, a, a new bombshell. But anyway, what's next? Are we going to get to the games? Yes. But we're going to go before we get to the bulls, we're going to, we're going to go to the more important games because it, I'm, I'm telling you and you'll hear me, you're hearing me do a spiel on, on the bowl games in a second here. Um, <laughs> but we're going to go to the important games. But before I do that, I want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by tick pick college football's championship weekend is behind us, but FCS playoffs bowl season and college basketball season is definitely upon us. And there's no need to exhaust, you know, yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play. All right. Because tick pick. Yes. That's T I C K P I C K is the original no fee ticket site. And the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NCAA basketball, NFL uh, concerts. You know what I mean? You want to go see uh did Eddie money die? He, he might've died. I can't say that one. Um, Depeche mode. There we go. You want to go see Depeche mode? This is the, the look, they're going to hit you with these crazy, crazy service fees. Right. And, and why, why pay for like a third ticket? If you and your lady are trying to go or to see Depeche mode, cause service fees basically will get you for like another hundred. Right. Why do that? Why do that? All right. Cause here's why you need to do tick pick. Cause they got rid of all of those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their tickets. Don't believe it. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, tick pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit tick pick today at tickpick.com slash SGP. That's tickpick.com slash SGP. Uh, I also want to tell you, we're brought to you by WinBet. Yes, ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet's now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive, and I mean exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in and all your favorite teams, players, and sports from college football, college basketball, NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, golf, MMA, WNBA, and more. And WinBet has some fantastic new bonuses. New users can bet one dollar and win a hundred on any sport. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it two hundred percent. Means you throw down a hundred bucks, you'll get a two hundred dollar free bet. Max wager for that is seven hundred fifty, meaning a fifteen hundred dollar match. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, they have what you need to win. Ready to play? Well, sign up today to receive a special offer, a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to start winning today. All right, buddy. Here we are. All right, let's get to the games, man. Enough of this nonsense. Let's focus on the task at hand. Well, Friday night, Friday night, you have James Madison heading to the Fargo Dome uh, to take on North Dakota State. It might be personal for JMU. They think they should have been playing this one in Harrisonburg, as Patty C will quickly tell you that. Uh, this is one where you look James Madison easily covered against Montana. It was pretty, pretty hilarious. Like the first drive or the second drive of the game for Montana, their quarterback Humphrey, uh, well, he didn't slide and he tried to go for the first down and a linebacker le- totally legal play. Well, he laid the wood on him and <laughs> goodbye to that quarterback. Cause he was out of the game. That's what I miss in the game. You should be penalized 
I mean, that's a risk you should you should have to there do in go. football. Exactly. So uh, next time, slide sooner, get out of bounds, dodge, yeah, or don't I mean, run it like the pussy you are. You know exactly. what I mean? I'm joking. No, good good <laughs> yeah. quarterbacks know know how to avoid big hits. You see Russell Wilson, yeah, Kyler Murray's that way. John Elway you have, have a you have to have a presence. Elway would say, "Fuck it," he would take a hit because he's yeah. a man. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was a bitch when when he, the Colts drafted him, but he 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 True. turned into a man. At some point <laughs> along the, ra- the the way there, but well, that mile high air, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so JMU, I mean, pretty impressive against the Grizz uh, in Harrisonburg. Now North Dakota State, same situation there. East Tennessee State never really like I'm. I was. I mean, I got the cover there, but they they really couldn't move the ball in North Dakota State. So yeah, it's pretty yeah. dominating performance by the Bison. Dominating without being overly impressive, though. Very true. Very that makes sense. Like I don't know if you can have it both ways, but I guess defensively they were they were dominating, but offensively, you know, it took a while to pull away from from UTSU, and they only put up twenty seven on them. I mean, that's not the. That's, I mean, JMU only put up twenty eight. I guess so. Very similar games, I'd say actually. Um, so, which uh, I think it lines up for a great semifinal here. Uh, this one should be a lot of fun. Well, also 1.7 million million viewers watched that East Tennessee State North Dakota State game. That's and great. we still can't do a DFS lineups. Come on, draft yeah, Come get on, your Vandal. shit together. Uh, FCS numbers are way up, uh, which makes sense. So, hey, get this crazy thing, FCS. If you did more weekday games, more people would watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a, hey, Jackson State, you just landed a five star. Do a Wednesday night game every week, and we'd probably watch every single one. Right, that's how you build a following. I mean, I think that's helped Boise State a lot. When they first came up, they would do a lot of those Thursday night games, and 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 look at them now. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, so it's at the Fargo Dome. North Dakota State is laying six, Nick, six points. You know, the last team to go to the Fargo Dome and beat North Dakota State. James Madison. Mm. <laughs> so, so? Uh, I, look, I'm going to take the six. I, I think this North Dakota state team, and I saw it all year. I don't think they're as good as years past North Dakota state teams. Agreed. Um, the defense is good. The O line is good, but I think JMU now, yes, they have, they have some underclassmen on the offensive line, but Cole Johnson's a six year senior. He's had a great year. Uh, you know, making me look like a fool. Cause I was calling him a lawn chair in the spring, <laughs> um, 39 uh, touchdowns and two interceptions. Not bad for a lawn chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Making me look like a fool. Um, but I, no, I'm going to, I'm going to buy into uh, I'm going to buy into JMU here. And, and what Patty sees angle, I do think they feel disrespected and uh, I think they want to stick it to the FCS a little bit. So I, I think they're going to go on the road and win. Uh, well, hey man, they're at least going to cover. I, I'm totally with you. I mean, you're looking at a team here that uh, the last three games they've won by a combined score of 143 to 36, and you're going to give me more than a field goal. The home field advantage is worth something, obviously. That place is going to be crazy, uh, but it's not worth six points. And I'd say it's on a neutral site. This is a coin flip game, right? So yeah, give me JMU all day to cover. Yeah, I just think their offense is better. Uh, uh, we'll see. Cause another thing, North Dakota state does like both quarterbacks, uh, Cam Miller and then Quincy Patterson. Now that worked in their favor against East Tennessee state. Will that work in their favor against a really good defense 
with JMU. We will see, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm wondering how uh, how that will will work out. But I'm taking JMU, and I'm actually sprinkling some on the money line. Boom, the money like line, it. buddy. Uh, well, look before I get to Saturday's FCS game. I just got to key in on now. Uh, we have no line here, Nick, but Mary Harden Baylor fresh off of an upset against Wisconsin whitewater winning by 17, taking on North Car- or no, not North Carolina, North central, which is in Illinois. They knocked off Mount union D three national championship Friday ESPN plus Mary Harden Baylor, North central Illinois, 4 PM. I don't have a line on this right now. I can't find it at least, but all I know is that Mary Harden Baylor sounds like the whitiest preppiest school in the world. (laughs) And North central sounds like it's in the hood. (laughs) My my money's on the hood. Yeah. I was going to take North central Uh, excited to watch that one though. Some of these games were great last weekend. Shout out to uh, ESPN plus for being able to cover that. All right. Saturday morning. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. I was nervous about them last year. They were or last week. They were down seven at halftime to Nova, and I was like, "Whoa, uh, maybe I'm wrong on this one." Down by seven. Yeah, exactly. And I was on on Nova actually. I thought I was looking pretty good. At least, I mean, especially because they were getting what six points or so. Yeah, Villanova. Sure enough, they end up not covering. I think the Jackrabbits shut out Villanova in the second half. But still, this is a couple of games in a row now. South Dakota State wasn't very impressive against Sacramento State in the opening round. So, is this eventually going to catch up? Especially because Montana State—I mean, come on—dominant performance on the road at Sam Houston. How about Montana State, buddy? I mean, talk, and we're getting points now. I was on—I was on the Bobcats. I was on the but now they're coming back to Bozeman. This game is a sellout. This place will be rocking, and I think you know. Hey, call me crazy, but I think I think the play is to uh I I to take Montana State. They're dogs. They're dogs. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm on both dogs here in F, in FCS land. I was not on Montana State last week. You guys made me a believer. Uh, look, I think this game's going to come down to the wire here. The Jackrabbits. I mean, they very well could win, but I think it's kind of foolish to lay six points and expect them to roll into Bozeman like that. Uh, Montana State's on a roll, man. Give me the points. And Montana State, this is one of those situations where the coach benches, benches Matthew McKay, who the, their starting quarterback was. He announced he's going to transfer. So he says, okay, be gone. Tommy Malott comes in really this first game last year or last week. I'm sorry. I keep saying last year. He did damn good. He's, yeah. I mean, he, he threw for two touchdowns, no interceptions. He, he had a couple of big long runs. He's averaging 7.2 yards a carry. The timing was strange, but maybe the coach knew what he was talking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's got to be more to that story. Um, but I do want to check on. Look, the the Fargo Dome is where the JMU game is happening. Uh, luckily, they're not. Luckily for for South Dakota State, perhaps they're not playing this on Friday in Bozeman. It's on Saturday. Friday night is going to be a bunch of snow in Bozeman. But uh, I'm seeing a high of 35 degrees. It is going to be cold football. I love the fact it's a sellout. There we go, folks. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm on. So we're on the same teams essentially for for the FCS playoffs. I'm afraid so. But there is one other FCS game. There is maybe maybe we'll differ there. There is, and and, and we are talking about the celebration bowl. Yes. Um, look. Deion Sanders has been stealing headlines. I think 
this game sold out too. I mean, how about the FCS in general was stepping it up with sellouts all across the board here. Um, you have uh, South Carolina state taking on Jackson state in Atlanta, Georgia at that shitty dome. Uh, what are you doing here, buddy? I mean, this is one I'm trying to pull up the current line. I'm sh- 10 is a 10, is 10 still 10. Okay. 10. Jackson state minus 10. Uh, I was on Prairie view last week. That didn't pan out for me, but I still think, especially with today's news, I just think if the public is betting this game, which is a big if. Well, shit. After that, recru- after that recruit, I think they might be. <laughs> but but they're all going to bet Jackson State, right? Probably. So right? I am I am going to play contrarian and go South Carolina State in the points. Wow! Wow! I uh, told you last week I'm a Deion Sanders hater ever since his days on the Cowboys. Well, I mean, hey, well, hold on. Let, let me clarify. As a professional football player, I was a Deion Sanders hater. I am all on board with what he's doing now. And I think I think his personality is great for the sport, and and I, I'm enjoying seeing what he's doing. But as a player, I couldn't stand him because we grew up Redskins fans. He was on the hated Dallas Cowboys before coming over to the Redskins. Did, did which, you did, did 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 you mind him as a Atlanta, as an Atlanta Falcon? No, he was fun. Yeah. He was entertaining. Yeah. So yeah, so okay. So my my hatred of Dion is solely the fact that he was on the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, those really good Cowboys and, well, teams. and Florida State. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't hate him in college, though. I mean, yeah. Anyway, I, I think that was before we were like really deep into college. You yeah. Know? Um. So anyway, I'm seeing that line like, by the way at nine and a half right now. Nine and a half Jackson State minus nine and a half against South Carolina State. Now I bet this at ten and a half. But I am worried about the momentum of the Jackson State football program right what now. Side did you bet? Bet Bulldogs? I did take the Bulldogs, uh, uh, getting ten and a half uh, against Jackson State. But that was before this this crazy news and this momentum of the football program landing. You know, they landed a linebacker from Southern Miss, a receiver from A and M, a receiver from Miami. They stole another Florida State recruit. Um, I mean, this is. Uh, this is pretty pretty exciting uh, times so in Jackson, Mississippi. At this point, we don't want Dion to jump ship. No, I want him right? to be there. We want him to build up Jackson State until what they're like, at least in the FBS and like bowling, right? Well, I mean, they don't. They're that's what they need to do something because I get it. The Celebration Bowl's got history, but they should be a part of the FCS playoffs. Let's be honest. They were yeah. out recruited last year, like half the FBS. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so what, how great would it be to see Jackson state playing James Madison? Well, J- I mean, they're not going to be playing James Madison in the future because James Madison jumping right. and Sam right. Houston. Maybe that's right. the angle to help strengthen the FCS playoffs with Sam Houston and JMU leaving is allow in the winner of the SWAC, which is uh Jackson state, or I don't, I'm, for all I know, maybe they tried to get them. Uh, and it just didn't work out, but still, I, I would love to see North Dakota state playing Jackson state. We need to make yeah. it happen. That'd be fun. Um, so we got that there. Now look Saturday night. There's still another game, Nick. All right. The D two national championship Ferris state who just whooped up on shepherd in the snow, 55 to seven shepherd. Pretty amazing story. In D two, having two hail marys uh, the, to to move them along in the in the D two playoffs, well, they finally met their match, and Ferris State blew them away. Well, on the other side of things, Valdosta State survived a scare from Colorado School of Mines, and uh, our our friend of the program, Mike Leach, who used to coach at Valdosta State, they move along. 
Ferris State, Valdosta State, Saturday night, 6 p.m. on the West, 9 p.m. on the East. This is a fun one. Sign me up. Who are you going with, Nick? Well, two things. First off, I was a big fan of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, obviously. <laughs> so that plays into my breakdown of this game. And second, I have a bunch of in laws in Michigan. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm all over Ferris State, man. Well, you do that, but. Mike one leach friend of the program. So I'm going to go with Valdosta state to get this thing done. Can't wait to watch this one we going got, against Bueller. Yeah. I mean, look, dude, we got a loaded college basketball lineup, which we'll have you covered for on the college basketball experience. You mix that with a bunch of bowl games and then playoff games with implications. All right. So here we are. Uh, well, actually, let me, let me do a little read before that. Uh, we're about to get to the bowl games. Cause I know the fans out there have been asking me about the bowl games, but first I want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by prize picks. Yes. Prize picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy. It's daily fantasy simplified. You pick two to five players uh, on an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Use the promo code SGP and receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. And here's what's cool. It's just you against those projected numbers. Price picks has a ton of stats. You can choose from, from yards, receptions, uh, touchdowns, fantasy points, and more price picks allows mixed sports entries too. You can take an NBA player or a college basketball player. And a, yeah, you could go out there and get Imani Bates from Memphis, big win last night against Alabama. And then you can, you know, uh, mix in uh, Bailey Zappi, the quarterback of Western Kentucky. You can do that. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Price Picks offers every sport you can think of from college football, college basketball, NFL, NBA, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. And Price Picks has an award winning, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play Store. So, I mean, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. How great is that? It's safe and offers fast withdrawals. PricePicks.com, promo code SGP for a 100% deposit match. I also want to tell you, we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. All right. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets and sale or for sale and thousands of buyers visit props up every single day to find the best odds on futures props and parlays and get this. The average prop swapper makes $500 a month. Just buying and selling sports bets on prop swap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the prop swap app. Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All righty, Nick, here we are. Welcome to bowl season and your favorite, your favorite time of the year. Well, I just got to mention this. If there's ever a year, look, the bowl season has always been shit to me, but, <laughs> but it's gotten so bad to three years ago. It started to get bad with opt outs and stuff. It, it, it's so bad right now that I, I, I have a hard cause you have the transfer portal. You have right. opt outs. You have 20, what was it? 28 coaches this year. Woo. That's head coaches. You got assistants gone. I mean, it is really hard to forecast these games. Um, we're still going to do it. We love football. We're still going to watch course. it all. We're going to bet on it. But I mean, you want to talk about your main reason why you need a large playoff? Because these are like, 
Nevada has all their coaches gone. Like th- like a, a a small army of Nevada's players transferred to Colorado State. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who the hell is going to be starting for Nevada because Carson Strong opted out. So even the even their veterans that were not transferring to Colorado State have opted out. Some of them. And then you have just a ton of players not there. None of the coaches are there. I mean, it, what, 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 well, how, you, how do you you're correct. That? I mean, all, all, everything you said is correct. All right. But if you could stop be buzz Killington for a second, because we're going to preview on this podcast, the games Friday, this coming Friday. Yeah. Uh, what December 17th through Wednesday, the 22nd. Yeah. And of this, of these games, there's very few opt outs only a couple coaching changes. Uh, so at least for this pod, we have some interesting matchups and the teams and coaching staffs should be relatively at full strength. We will see. Uh, I'm curious to see how some of these, okay. Like Toledo, middle Tennessee. That's, that's the first game Friday morning, 9. AM on the West noon on the East, the rockets against the blue Raiders. Um, as far as I know, this is a full on football game, right? Exactly. <laughs> as far as I know um, now, middle Tennessee was on their third string quarterback throughout the season. And they still made a bowl of Rick stock. Still one of the more underrated coaches in America and fourth string. They're kind of rotating now. Yeah. I mean, and then you get the Toledo rockets, kind of another underachieving year. You had a, a seven and five season, but you're not contending for Mac championships anymore. It seems like with the with Jason Candle there, I think it's a next year's a big year for him. But seven and five season, Toledo's a ten point favorite, and for that reason alone, I'm gonna ride with Middle Tennessee. I'm actually on the other side of this. Uh, so Middle Tennessee, now to their credit, they won four of their last six games to become bowl eligible, but they only have one victory over an FBS team with an above five hundred record. And that was against Marshall back on October the second. Um, you know, as you might expect from a team with quarterback issues, their offense is not very good. Uh, t- total yards, 99th best in the nation. Meanwhile, Toledo is the same squad that hung with Notre Dame, only losing by three in South Bend. And uh, you know, if you look at their losses this year, their three call the, their three conference losses are by a combined eight points. They're winners of four of the last five games. Toledo's kind of on a roll here. And I just think, you know, they have the offense to put up some points and they actually, you know, bring a, a defense that's 33rd best in the country. Surprising for a Mac school. I think they're clearly the better team here. And last but not least Toledo leads the country in fewest turnovers, only committing six turnovers all year long, which means they're going to put up points. They're going to make MTSU drive the whole field in order to try to get points on their board. MTSU is not going to hang here. I think, um, I think this is a game that, that Toledo wins by about two touchdowns. Well, look, you mentioned, okay. Middle Tennessee only beaten one FBS team with a winning record. Guess what? Toledo's only beaten two. <laughs> All right. So, so that's double, <laughs> double the amount. <laughs> uh, and the most impressive game was hanging with Notre Dame, right? Granted, yeah. Notre Dame was better as the season progressed and Toledo played them pretty early on. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got up and they should have won that game, but, yeah. they, but they didn't, they collapsed and this program hasn't been the same since Matt Campbell left. Um, look, they underachieved, they underachieved all year and they're going to underachieve in this bowl game because look, 
Go back. What? Uh, I mean, this team lost to Eastern Michigan, who's solid. But I mean, come on, Toledo's supposed to beat Eastern Michigan. Um, Toledo. I mean, yes, they lost a lot of close games, but they lost to Colorado State. Steve Adazio beat them. All right, <laughs> um, and it wasn't even close. So I am gonna just take the points and trust Rick Stockstill. Better coach in this game is on the Middle Tennessee sidelines. I will argue with that, but the better team is in uh, the state of Ohio. So I'll lay the points. Moving on. Uh, moving on, we do have our next matchup, which is the Cure Bowl. You a fan of the band The Cure? <laughs> you know they're not my favorites, but uh, uh, by the way, what is the uh, tail greeter Cure Bowl? Uh, what's, what's a tail greeter? <laughs> one of those people at Walmart at the front door. <laughs> uh, the 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 quality of tail you're greeting at Walmart is it's subpar. It's one of those like a hundred year old be people. The tail greeter, the tail greeter at, at Target. <laughs> they always give that job to like a hundred year old person. He can't help you for shit. You know what I mean? You try to ask about where the Xbox. What's uh, what's it, an it, Xbox? It's like the one meme of the uh, the old guy like uh, patting down the person entering a stadium. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. It's like that's like the most. <laughs> I mean, hopefully people know what I'm talking about. If not, they're not going to get the reference. Maybe but. you could find it, put it up on Twitter at at NC Nick. Yes, yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah, at NC underscore N I C K. Whether whether he puts it up or not, give the guy a follow. Uh, Coastal Carolina, the shunt declares. Now is Grayson McCall playing? I know he was dinged up. Yes, apparently he is a full go. This is one I'm loving that Jamie Chadwell stayed at Coastal Carolina. Was it his choice? <laughs> I mean, obviously not. But I'm saying, well, I don't know. But I'm saying the fact that he's there for a third year or a fourth year, I should say, um, is awesome because they're, they're pretty. They should be loaded. McCall was only a, a redshirt freshman this year, so he's a sophomore. Yeah. Next year, uh, Coastal Carolina is laying ten and a half. This game's in Orlando, Florida, at Exploria Stadium. Nick, I know you're excited to watch that mm. uh, that stadium. Um, ten and a half is Rock Rocky Balboa. No, Rocky Lombardi. Can he? Can he and the Huskies cover the ten and a half against Coastal Carolina? And guess what? I'm going to say no. Coastal rolls. Yeah, I don't like this game. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. I will agree that this has a chance for the coastal offense to really get cranking. I mean, Northern Illinois is 113th in the country uh, as far as yardage given up, and they're 107th, allowing you know 32.7 points per game. So that's not a recipe for success going up against an offense with that coastal has, which is you know seventh best in the country, averaging over 40 points a game. With that said, though, Coastal has not looked the same the last few weeks. Well, McCall uh, without, was injured, yeah. Well, without McCall, they lost the game to uh, Georgia State. With him back, they only beat Texas State by, I think, seven or so. And then they had to uh, go to overtime uh, in the last game of the year where they played. Uh, who was it? Uh, you were referring to South Alabama, South Alabama in overtime. And that's with Grace McCall. That's with, uh, you know, pretty much their whole roster. So I'm a little concerned about their motivation at this point. Last year, it was all, you know, fear of the mullet. They really came onto the scene, you know, taking America by storm. And let's face it. Coastal Carolina had bigger sights than playing a Mac school in Orlando on the first day of bowl season. 
Um, so, but still, I mean, Jamie Chadwell, uh, a chance to build on last dude. They're, they're almost undefeated. They're 10 and two with two losses, one by three points, one by two points. This team is almost 12 and oh, no, they're clearly the better team. I just, when you're breaking down bowl games, you have to think about, mo- about motivation, which honestly is a very hard thing to handicap. Cause we don't know. We're not in the locker room. We have no idea. All I know is that NIU, they came out of nowhere after going 0 and 6 a season ago. They started this season off with a win over Georgia Tech, and I think they're going to end it with at least a cover. I'm expecting a high scoring game here. Give me the points. Fade the Mac, buddy. Fade We're just the agreeing Mac. So far. Yes. Um, okay. Well, s- that's it for Friday. So essentially, Friday, you have Toledo, Middle Tennessee, Coastal Carolina, Northern Illinois, JMU, North Dakota State. And uh good old, what was that D3 matchup? I said North Central against Mary Baylor something. Mary Harden Baylor. Yeah, Mary Harden Baylor. So you got four football games. That's a win for America right there. Um, okay. Saturday morning, like I said, unbelievable college basketball lineup, unbelievable FCS playoffs. You got the D2 National Championship. You got the celebration bowl. And aside from that, you get 8 a.m. on the West, 11 a.m. on the East. I like it. Appalachian State, Western Kentucky. This is one where I was surprised to see. Um, well, first I was surprised. App State's only a three-point favorite. Do you find that shocking at all, Nick? Not really. I mean, Western Kentucky just played in the in the conference championship of the Conference USA. Uh, App State they did as well, but they lost. Both teams lost. You know. Yeah. I think the main thing here is and a surprising move that uh, Zach Kitley, the offensive coordinator and the players transferring out are still going to play this game. Yeah, this is hilarious. It's, I, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's awesome. You know, I think it's a sign that I think it shows that, you know, they were building something here. Or they were proud of what they did here. Having the, the number one passing attack in the nation. And the fact that they're staying, I like that man. I think yeah. it's hard. It's going to be hard to bet against. Yeah, and uh, Zach Kitley is coach. I mean, he took the Texas Tech job to be the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech, um, but he is coaching this game. I do think that's pretty awesome. And I, it's like Matt Corral saying that he that he he wouldn't let his brothers down. He's going to play the bowl game. And I'm like, yeah, Hell fuck yeah. yeah. Um, but they do have a slew of transfers leaving. Now they're going to play this game. Kudos to to those that are playing. Um, yeah, I mean, but App State's laying three. You think they they win one for the Gipper? <laughs> uh, I go Western Kentucky, man. I just love the fact that all these guys who are exiting the program still decided to play, which should be a meaningless game on December eighteenth. The fact that they care, I like that. And once again, I'm going to go back to motivation. You know, uh, so give me Western Kentucky. You know, they've been a really good, uh, at least offensive team all year. Give me the Hilltoppers. I'm going to ride App State. I think their run game is going to be just a little too powerful for Western Kentucky. Chase Bryce yeah. announcing he's coming back next year. This is how old t- is he? Uh, you got to love that though. If you're an App State <laughs> fan, and next year on the schedule, early in the early season games, you know uh, they get North Carolina in Boone, and then they play at College oh. Station. I didn't know that was a so so App State won a right. year or two ago in Chapel Hill by three. They, yeah, yeah, it's a great game. I didn't know that was a home and home. I think Dude, it was I'm a two out. for one. That way, well, yeah. you know, that's yeah. fair enough. But uh, at least they're going there. So, dude, I'm gonna have to go to that game. That's gonna be a blast. Yeah, and then I believe the following week, App State will will go down to College Station 
to take on Texas A and M next year. That should be fun for uh, the Mountaineers. Now, I'm, I just think they're, they're they they got things rolling right now, and uh, I get it. They lost by eight to Lafayette in the uh, Sun Belt Championship. I think they're mad about that. I think they left a lot of points out there. I think they prove it. Uh, well, look, Saturday if you look morning. at that, they've lost three games this year. Two to Louisiana. Louisiana just has their number, and they lost a two pointer to Miami. Yeah, where, so the, where they should have won. That's a good game. team. Yeah, yeah App's a good team. So I, I'm also worried about this game because I like your angle about the App State running game. But uh, either way, I'm gonna my lean is towards the Hilltoppers. Uh, well, next up, you got, and this is a fun story. So you you are you are right that the first set of bowl games, the first week. It's pretty fun. UTEP is in their first bowl game since shit. Uh, since they found gold in El Paso, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, this this is uh, a pretty great story. Dana Dimmel, former Bill Snyder assistant, part of the Bill Snyder coaching tree, gets UTEP to a respectable seven and five season. They're taking on Fresno State, and uh, well, Jeff Tedford coming back. I don't know what I, I was trying to find information on this bowl game. I couldn't find if Jake Hayner was playing or not. Now we know. I think he's going to play. And now wait until we get confirmation. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he's going to play. I mean, he is still with Fresno, so I, I think he is. And who and who is Tedford going to coach for this? One? I don't think so. Yeah. Usually that's not the case. Usually it's yeah, a, a an assistant. assistant or something. So I'd be surprised if Tedford's coaching, but I think Hayner's going to play, which is obviously very important. Yeah, and this is going on in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at Dream Style Stadium. Uh, I'm going to ride Fresno, but obviously you want to monitor the Hayner situation. If Hayner's not a go, then you take UTEP. I think I want to take Fresno regardless. Yeah, UTEP has a nice story going seven and five, making their first bowl game since 2014. Uh, but they dropped four out of the last five games. And I mean, when you look at their schedule, they, they also only have one victory over a team with yeah. a 500 record. That was old dominion. You know, a couple months ago, they beat up on the bottom of the conference, had wins over New Mexico state, Bethune cookman at Fresno is just clearly the better team. Uh, every position, both sides of the ball, uh, you know, and also, I mean, UTEP when they played quality opponents, you know, Boise put up 54 on them, UTSA put up 44, UAB 42. I think Fresno is going to be at least in like the mid thirties here. I think they roll. This has, this has blowout potential. This has lock potential right here. It does. Yeah. yeah I think Fresno is clearly, clearly the better team, especially if they have Hainer. All right. And next up we got uh UAB. Now this is one of the greatest tragedies this college football season. BYU is like top 10 or 12. <laughs> they got them playing UAB. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Like this team just they they pretty much won the Pac-12. You know what I mean? They beat Utah. 5 and 0. 5 and 0 against Pac-12. This is this is disgusting to me. Like why like give them a good it's because they're not in a conference? You're going to give them UAB and I like UAB, but come on, UAB should be playing somebody else. BYU should be playing, I don't know, like uh, Texas A&M or 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 you know, someone uh, in the top 25 or something. Like what the, like they're doing this to keep them down or something. I don't understand the angle here. The Independence Bowl is what I'm referring to. UAB is playing BYU. BYU is laying seven. You see Tyler Johnson entered entered the transfer portal, but he didn't start a ton of the yeah. games. Well, he was benched. He yeah. was benched for that uh, Dylan Hopkins, I believe his name yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm all over BYU minus seven here. I think they're going to blow him out. 
Yeah. My only concern is against like, well, once again, motivation because they are playing, it's probably hard for them to get pumped up for UAB, but I do think they're clearly the better team here. Kind of similar to the last game. I mean, well, not really. I mean, UAB is a lot better than UTEP. Let's get that straight. But I mean, if you're looking at UAB and, and their season, you know, the closest to a marquee victory they have is a road win against Marshall who finished seven and five um, against top competition. Georgia beat UAB 56 to seven. Liberty went into Birmingham. They won 36 to 12. I think, uh, I think BYU is going to win here. I think they're going to win, going to win by double digits. I mean, talk about wins and resume. BYU's resume is crazy. Their you know, schedule is unbelievable too. Their, their schedule. Yeah. Yeah. They beat U- UVA. I mean, uh, this, uh, their schedule was tough and uh, Jaron Hall, the quarterback, I mean, he's great. Tyre, Tyler Algier, the running back, is very solid as well. I think uh, I think BYU wins here. Dude, I think they win by ten or fourteen. Look, if you want to be disrespectful to BYU, schedule them with like the bottom of the top twenty-five. Give, yeah. Give them UTSA. Give them Arkansas or A and M or Houston or 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 Wake Forest or something. But like, what UAB? Yeah, I agree with that. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, give me BYU. I think it's lock potential here too. Um, yep, agreed. Still Saturday, three more games on the Saturday slate. Eastern Michigan travels to the Lending Tree Bowl, which is happening in beautiful, beautiful Mobile, Alabama, at Hancock Whitney Stadium. Uh, they're taking on the the Flames of Liberty. Liberty's laying nine and a half or ten shop around. I think I'm seeing nine and a half currently. I thought this was ten earlier, but nine and a half currently. I'm on Eastern Michigan. I think they're going to stay in this game enough. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going to go Liberty. I think. I think Eastern Michigan. Their defense is in the 100s. They're not very good. Um, they've lost two of their last three coming into this game. Granted, Liberty's lost three in a row. Uh, but the fact that Mal- that Malik Willis is playing this game is somewhat surprising, considering that I've heard he might be a first round draft pick. Yeah, uh, I think that that he, train kind of cooled a little bit. I think they're saying now second round or something like that. But still, uh, shout out to Malik Willis for playing this game, and that is concerning that he could probably shred this defense. And I had, and I do have a uh, fade fade the Mac, uh, you know, <laughs> rule. You know what? You sold me. Give me Liberty minus nine and a half. Well, the first two Mac schools I was on, I, I definitely can't ride all Mac. So yeah, I think especially, you know, uh, um, Malik Willis started his college career at Auburn in the state of Alabama. He comes back home to some degree is playing in the same state. He started his career. I think he's definitely going to try to show out here, have a big game against Eastern Michigan. I think, I think, I think Liberty rolls. No, I'm going Eastern Michigan. I'm going Eastern Michigan because they normally play all these close games. They beat Purdue at Purdue. I mean, Creighton gets up for these bigger yeah. matchups. Give me Eastern I Michigan. Blake Willis is a hands down by you know the best player on the field. I think he's going to have a field day. Give me my give me Chris Creighton. I'm not going to go. You have your Hugh Freeze. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, Oregon State t- travels. To, I got offered tickets to this game and I turned them down. Uh, <laughs> Were the offer to you from uh, Jimmy Kimmel himself? <laughs> uh, no, no, not true. But I, I have a buddy that uh, said, "Hey, dude, I'll get you some free tickets." Uh, and I said, "No, this is being played right at the same time 
uh, some other great college basketball games Dude, and the, the dignity health sports no, the, park. Oh, no, this, no, 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 I'm sorry, you're right. You're this fine. is at the that new was, stadium. If it was dignity yeah. health, I would be more inclined to go. But this <laughs> is at SoFi, and I don't want to go to a filthy dome game. Look, I already got to go to enough shopping malls around Christmas, let alone this fucking new stadium where oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, look at this technology. Yeah, play the game outdoors. Take the roof off. All right. Um, Oregon State's laying seven and a half against Utah State. This is kind of a pretty cool matchup. It is. Uh, I went back and forth on this. I I, I t- end up taking Utah State plus seven and a half. What'd you end up doing here? I leaned in the same direction. I, I'm worried about the Oregon State offensive line and a BJ Baylor and, and just running all over Utah State. But I was gone. I was on San Diego State in the Mountain West Championship, and I was dead wrong in that game. Hey, but you, do you know why? They had a bunch of players out for COVID. Yeah, I, that came out later. We didn't know that. True. I didn't know but that, but they, like a ton of players for San Diego State were out with COVID. Yeah, I mean they still Greg their Bell ass. was still there. Yeah. They still had offensive linemen, and they didn't do what I thought they were going to be able to do offensively. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, I think it's too many points here. I mean, Oregon State, especially their defense, is not great. Uh, they're giving up uh, 241 yards per game through the air, which is 87th in the country. Utah State likes to pass the ball, obviously. They um, are there, yeah, you know, with uh, Logan Bonner and Devin Tompkins and all those guys. They they put up the 15th most passing yards in the nation this year. So matchup wise, I think the Utah State offense can do enough to keep it close and at least cover this. And how about this? Utah State seven and zero on the road. When they go away from oh. Logan, they win. All right, they win. Um, I do wonder though, I think Jonathan Smith, great coach. I think Blake Anderson, great coach, but uh, I do think they'll have success both running and passing the ball on Utah state. I think they will. And that's the scary yeah. part. Are they baiting yeah. me to take this with the seven and a half? Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. I'm not going to personally bet this because I was, I was torn on either side and I don't feel great about Utah state, but that's my lean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we shall see. I lean Utah state there too. Last game on Saturday, uh, Marshall taking on Louisiana. This is, this is a future Sunbelt matchup. Remember Marshall joining the Sunbelt along with James Madison, along with old dominion and, and Southern miss. And what, from what I'm hearing uh, right now, they're trying to now obviously JMU won't be able to fully be in, but from what I'm hearing, Sunbelt is trying to do this. So next year you would have the matchups. They're trying to Ooh. expedite they're trying to expedite Old Dominion, Marshall, and Southern Miss to play a so uh, Sunbelt Conference schedule next year, and JMU would play a couple teams in the Sunbelt. So we'll see if they can get that thing done uh, schedule-wise. But so we could see this matchup next year. Marshall, Charles Huff. There was speculation that he might get the Duke job. Speculation that he might get the Virginia job. He stays at Marshall. They take on Louisiana. Is the Duke job a lot better than the Marshall job? <laughs> I almost think you want to take the Marshall job. Um, <laughs> I mean, Grand, I think UVA is a better job. Yeah, but besides the point, he's he's at Marshall now, at least momentarily. And to me, like he took over a team that was number one defensively a season ago. Uh, Doc Holiday did a great bunch. They had a freshman quarterback standout in Grant Wells, and they they started out hot, and they kind of sucked down the stretch, and made me question. Maybe, yeah, I mean, made me yeah. question that high. Like he was living, uh, was he living off Doc Holiday's players? Yeah, I mean they only won seven and five this year. That's not like a great season for somebody to springboard one job for one year to a bigger job. 
You know, I mean, usually if you go in your first year, you go ten and two. All right, that's going to attract some eyeballs. But seven and five at Marshall, you know, yeah. And you got to figure the home crowd here. They're playing this at that filthy Superdome. Um, uh, Louisiana's laying five. Story is yeah. Billy Napier's gone to Florida. Did we mention that yet? Uh, yeah, and some of the other coaches too. They've and lost, a lot of yeah, yeah, a lot of other coaches. Now, granted, Louisiana is a really veteran team here. And so if anything, I think they may be more equipped than other teams to handle, uh, uh, you know, a lot of those coaching departures, especially with Levi Lewis has been there for like eight years. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, man, I still think that Marshall's been in every game this year, other than the Western Kentucky game that kind of got out of hand. I mean, every loss they had, whether it was ECU app state UAB, it was all one score games. I think this is going to be like a defensive struggle here. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I'm gonna take the points. I see your case there. Give me Lafayette to, I don't know. I mean, cause the coach, give me Lafayette there. I think the crowd, the crowd might yeah. pay, play a factor here. Give me a, uh, you know, a 35, 28 final, maybe even an overtime, but Louisiana gets that cover. All right. <laughs> That's calling it, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to win by, they're going to win by more than five. All right. You heard it here first. All right, All right. folks. Now we hop over to Monday and Tuesday slate. But before I do, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by better fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league so you can bet on the matchups. How great is that? You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits. You can also help raise money for charity along the way. Uh, it's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app. It's fun to use. One of the reasons why we love it here at SGPN is they offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Yes. Plus, they just added a cool bonus. Uh, if you can get your entire fantasy football league to join better fantasy, they'll give you your whole league, a $150 gift card to get a sick ass trophy from trophy Totally free to play download today for the iPhone or Android. Check them out at betterfantasy.com slash S G P N that's B E T T O R fantasy.com slash S G P N. And also, like I mentioned before, we're brought to you by prize picks. All right. Reminder. Come on guys. Make sure you head over to pricepicks.com and get signed up today to get that hundred percent deposit bonus. Use the promo code SGP. And also you're brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app is now live in the app store and Google play store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right. Monday, the lone college football game. We got Myrtle beach bowl. Yes. I could. I, I might have to hit Cooley up and uh, watch this ball game I here. Old Dominion, Tulsa. I can smell the Gagermeister from here. All right. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, Tulsa, Old Dominion. Man, ODU, Ricky, Ronnie. Talk about. I think he should have been a nominee for Coach of the Year after after uh, not being able to play his first season. Uh, I mean, I, you know, coming off a national championship, only going six and six. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I mean, have you seen that they are winners of five in a row, Yeah, five in a row. Um, and the golden hurricane did lose. I believe they lost their DC. I think if memory serves me correct. Um, right. Gillespie. Um, yeah. To uh, Texas tech. I still think my play is to take Tulsa. Cause I just think the AAC is that much better than the CUSA, but it is closer trip for ODU. But I think Tulsa at nine and a half, I think that I think they're the better team. I think they get it done. Going to be a fun I don't one. Know. I don't know, man. Tulsa doesn't blow anybody out. 
of their first off, both teams are six and six entering this game, so we don't we don't have the best. Well, game Tulsa yet, played you know, Ohio State and uh, Oklahoma State. You know what True. I mean? Like they played. They some also th- they also lost to UC Davis. Yeah, who was uh, who was a very good team. Went to the FCS playoffs. <laughs> the Tulsa's only Tulsa's only beat one team by more than than one score, and that was the second to last game of the regular season against a, a Temple team that was on auto fade at that point. So Tulsa's wins. Seven point win over Arkansas State, uh, six point win over Memphis, one point win over South Florida, overtime against Tulane, three point win, nice win on the road at at SMU. Give me Old Dominion here. This is this is going to be a sloppy, shitty game. <laughs> are, are you ready uh, for for why you should take Tulsa? Old Dominion has beaten zero teams with a winning record. Zero. <laughs> that right. is how bad. Conference USA was not good this year, but they're on a roll. Give me ODU to cover. I mean, look, Davis Brin has had the quarterback for Tulsa. Uh, 16 touchdowns this year, 16 interceptions. He's gonna cough it up a couple times, keep ODU in this game. Monarchs cover the big what nine points? Is that what it is? Yeah. Ten? Nine and a half? Nine and a half. Tulsa's gonna win. ODU covers. Uh, give me something like a uh, thirty-one to fourteen final, Golden Hurricane, get it done. Um, Tuesday, Wyoming, Kent State. Now this one, I'm very intrigued because you have just com- two completely different styles. Kent State is terrible at at, at defending the run. <laughs> Dustin Crum uh, likes to fire the laser, and I was wondering, I was trying to find out if he was playing in this game because I saw he was on NFL radars uh, to get drafted in like the third or fourth round. So I was wondering, I was searching. I couldn't find any information, hmm. but I'd be surprised if he doesn't play. I mean, you've seen it's happened before where if you're a quarter, especially a quarterback, if you're, but a, he's a, not like a first round choice. I mean, I think he's and Kent state hasn't been on national television very often. I think he's probably looking to make a name for himself here. They get the maxion. They get the maxion fun <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Um, Wyoming's laying three and I'm taking Wyoming fade. The Mac is back on with the exception of Eastern <laughs> Michigan. Look, I know Wyoming can't throw the ball, <laughs> but they have a chippy defense and their run game. I think is enough for me to buy into uh, Wyoming to win this thing. I've just been off on Wyoming all year. First off, I thought they're gonna be a lot better. Yeah. Them being six, them being six and six is a shame because yeah, they really just cannot pass the ball. Uh, Kent State averages 120 more yards per game, but they also give up exactly 120 yards more per game. Uh, you know, Wyoming 37th in total D, while Kent State is 122nd. But Kent State is eighth in offense, and Wyoming is 97th in offense. How about this, Wyoming? Wyoming went to the Cub and beat Northern Illinois this year. They also beat Ball State. They're two and zero against the MAC. Take the Cowboys to go three and zero in Idaho. I like Wyoming too. Shorter, <laughs> shorter travel. <laughs> uh, it, it could be cold. Thirty-five degrees is a high right now. I think that favors a running attack. Give me the Cowboys too. You better believe Craig Bull is going to have uh, it's going to have some some French fries dumped on him. All right. <laughs> is that what happens there? Yeah, yeah. Um San Diego State travels to UTSA. Um or they, they don't I'm sorry, this is in Frisco, Texas, but it is kind of a home game for UTSA. Um I don't know San Diego State's COVID situation. Obviously, that was an issue a week ago. 
or two weeks ago. Um, but I guess how long can you have COVID for, Nick? <laughs> First off, these probably these guys probably didn't even have COVID. It's probably you know contact yeah, tracing yeah. or yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably, look, at dignity health. They don't just let anybody in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they're in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, San Diego State's catching two and a half against UTSA. Now, I do think, I, 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 if there's motivation for San Diego State, if they're healthy, I think they can beat UTSA because I think they're they, they kind of it's kind of a bad matchup for UTSA. UTSA runs the ball well. Yeah. Well, San Diego State has one of the best run defenses in college football. Um. I, I need to know, I, I guess <laughs> uh, let's let, give me UTSA. Give me UTSA minus two U, and a half. I want to go UTSA now. I mean, how can, at this point, how can you fade uh, the road runners, you know, especially after, I mean, granted the loss against uh, Utah state, there was COVID issues and the team was, you know, uh, a skeleton of themselves, but San Diego State really could not throw the ball. They are 121st in the country, only throwing for 155 yards per game. If UTSA can get up early, seven nothing, ten nothing, that puts that puts the Aztecs behind the eight ball, and I think UTSA can cruise from there. So give me the Roadrunners. Yeah, I, I, something about like the motivation for San Diego State, and I feel like right there, Frisco, Texas. Give me UTSA as well. Yeah, this is their Cinderella season. You know, they're going to be fired up to end it on the right note. Meanwhile, you know, San Diego State, bunch of guys coming off COVID and stuff. Yeah, you know, they live in San Diego, got nice weather, hot women. They're they're distracted. <laughs> All right, Wednesday, last game on our slate: um, Missouri and Army in the Armed Forces Bowl. Missouri had one of the worst run defenses all year. 125, 125th in the, in the nation for, for the longest time they were dead last. Yeah. They, they, made, they made baby steps as the season progressed. Uh, and for that reason alone, I'm going <laughs> to, well, the question is, is the hook? Cause I do think Missouri will, will be able to move the ball on army, but well, so here's my issue while you're thinking about it. All right. You, you seem unsure over there. Uh, here's how Missouri got to a, a bowl game. It's terrible. They beat yeah. Central Michigan. They beat Southeastern Missouri State. They beat North Texas. That was they. They went. They went uh, three and one, non-conference because they lost at BC. To, to, and then BC didn't even have Jerkovic. Right. <laughs> then they beat Vandy. That was their fourth win. They had a three-point win at home versus South Carolina, <laughs> and they beat. A Florida team with no coach that had quit in overtime for their sixth win. That's what I'm saying, though, and and this is why the Big Ten, Pac-12, and Big Twelve need to get hip, because getting this whole month of extra practices or whatever, yeah, it is bullshit. That Missouri does not deserve to go to a bowl game. It is the equivalent of, you know, I I don't know in the Big Ten, it'd be like Rutgers being allowed to bowl right now. Rutgers was five and seven. Well, if you replace that one conference game with an FCS. They'd be six and six in bowling. Um, they're a horrible team. Are you taking army? Hell yeah. I'm taking yeah, army. Dude, yeah. Missouri does not want to play a triple option team. Those guys, they're getting off their sec schedule. They think they're, you know, all high and mighty sec. They don't want to play this game. Army extremely wants to play this game and, and beat an sec team. It's all about motivation. Army has it. Missouri does not. Um, I love army here. 
That's that's my Black Knights whooping some ass in the armed Especially forces bowl. coming off the Navy loss too. Yeah, yeah, in the armed forces bowl. Let's do it. Let's let's go with the arm. Let's go with the Army Black Knights. What is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you. <laughs> that's that's what Jeff Monken's gonna tell his team. Um, all right, well that is our slate. Uh, remember to subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. We got a loaded, loaded up uh, holidays in this whole weekend with college basketball. It's been a great start to the season, and uh, yeah, it's Saturday morning. Saturday morning, I will be on Twitter uh, at eight a.m. on the West, eleven a.m. on the East. Uh, on at the Colby D and, and also on sports gambling podcast network at the SGP network. I'll be breaking down the best college basketball and college football bets of the day. You better believe we got you covered. So subscribe to the college football experience, subscribe to the college basketball experience, two different feeds and subscribe to the sports gambling podcast. Don't forget to do that. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Uh, give me a follow NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one Terrell Furman juniors on Twitter at really rel underscore underscore. Look, the college, the college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Give that a follow and we're on Instagram. All right. The sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them all a follow. Go get that SGPN app for free in the app store and Google play store. Check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. We're talking about all these games. You better believe it year round 24 seven. It is live there. All right. So, all right. This is the college football experience. FCS playoffs and bowl game picks. You better start thinking about yours. And we are out of here.